Welcome back to Pin Pals, the podcast about enamel pins. I'm your host, Eric from Warrior Pins, and thanks for joining me today. I have a great episode lined up this week, but before we do the intro, I just want to give a quick shout out to Data Crew and BB Create for being the first supporters of the podcast to buy me a coffee. I, I, I know it still sounds funny and it's still kind of mind blowing, but it's also inspiring and motivating. Uh, we chatted via the DMs and exchanged pleasantries. Very grateful for their kind words and their support. Thank you guys. Muchas gracias. Um, if you want to buy me a coffee, <laughs> you can do that via the show notes. Anyway, back to today's episode. I chatted up with pin maker Christy Lee about her shop EXP Game. EXP standing for experience. Uh, we talk more about her name and how she came up with it later on in the episode. We met through one of those enamel pin Facebook groups. I don't know if it was Pin Nation or Enamel Pins. There's quite a few of them out there. I was looking for guests for the show, and she was one of the handful of replies I got. And after checking out her work, I quickly became a fan, and here we are. We're talking about how Christy started making pins and what that process looks like. We talked TikTok, which for me was pretty interesting. Uh, her various marketing initiatives, which are really cool, and so much more. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but this conversation, I just felt really inspired. Um, heck, I, I even started using TikTok because of this conversation and making TikTok, so I hope you guys can get something out of this. So without further ado, let's jump into my pinversation with my pin pal, EXP Gained. Welcome to Pin Pals, Christy. How's it going? Good, good. You know, hanging in there, still in a pandemic, trying to stay in. <laughs> yeah. But how are you? Doing all right. You know, trying to see the positive every day. We're almost there. I feel like we can see the light mm -hmm. at the end of the tunnel. Actually, I just scheduled my uh, first vaccination for next oh, week. Did you? Awesome. So I'm really excited. Finally eligible. Just was patiently waiting. Hopefully things, you know, haven't been too bad uh, on your end with the pandemic. Um, It's been fine like i mean fortunately I've, i'm able to work remotely so i i also have like a day job so i've been very lucky to be able to work remotely so i don't have to go out and like drive and, and do all that so or interact with anyone which is i don't know if that's a good thing either but <laughs> <laughs> but like i mean at this point it's like you know just grateful for for where i am like the position i'm in so i don't really have mm -hmm. any like i don't have the vaccine yet it's funny because like Kaiser is literally right across the street and I can't get it. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm just gonna have to wait. So just kind of waiting until it's until it can open up. Like they just like I'm in Washington and they just opened up the 16 um, and up category. Mm -hmm. So but they literally just released it like a few days ago. So I don't I think it's gonna be a while before um, I'll actually be able to get an appointment. But it's very exciting to know that it's kind of like right around the corner. Yes, very exciting. Let's get into our conversation. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? So um, my name is Christy. Uh, I am the owner of EXP Gained slash ShopCo, which I will explain a little bit why there's like two <laughs> names. Um, and I've been doing this, I've only been in this for like about a year, two years, two years. 2020 has been kind of like a void. <laughs> so I don't really count that year. But yeah, I started like mid, uh, like mid 2019. So okay. Literally, right, I did like one show and then everything shut down. So it's mm. been kind of like crazy, like just trying to get out there. But I mean, I just kind of have kept going with the brand and like pushing out new designs and everything. Because fortunately, again, like I work during the day. So that has kind of like fed into 
the brand itself. So I do this totally mm -hmm. on the side and just for fun. Um, but again, like it's XP gained and Shopco because I originally start off of Etsy, right? Because it's a great marketplace to have, um, just to have customers come in because I've found like, especially with Instagram's algorithm and like just social media algorithms, like it's just, it's just been really hard. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like almost impossible without being in front of people. Mm -hmm. So I was using Etsy and they didn't have EXP gained, but I was like, oh man, it's such like a good handle because EXP gained basically means just experience gained. And it's kind of like influenced from video games and stuff. Like, you know, you like level up and you get more skills. And I was like, oh, this is very applicable to life. So I'm like, this is a great handle. And I got it for Instagram. I got it for a website. And I was like, no, I can't let this go <laughs> just because... Etsy won't let me. So mm -hmm. um, I just end up holding the EXP name and then using EXP Shopco um, for Etsy. And then once like I kind of got enough designs going, I got the um, the website name and everything. So I kind of float between both right now, but like legally I'm like EXP Shopco. Cool. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. But yeah. <laughs> strategically done. I like it. It, it all just kind of works together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. And and your your shop, the, the pins that you've made, it, it's it's I don't want to say it's all over the place, um, mm -hmm. but they're very um, you have these like series and these niches like I love your Animal Crossing designs oh, and your plant so daughters um, uh -huh. and and the National Parks uh, series like that's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of talk to me about like the kind of pins that you're making. Yeah. Um, so when I first started again, like the whole concept was based off of like video games and like, and just leveling up in life and all that stuff. So I actually started with like potions. Um, my first pin was actually like this potion pin because I want to start out something with something small and like a simple design. Um, I guess you can say I'm also a little bit lazy. So I'm not someone who likes to like sketch and then like, I want to skip steps basically. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> Let's just go straight into um, just drawing it and then like having it ready to manufacture. And I did all the research myself to find a manufacturer and everything. And then I think when I got my first pin, I just got really excited and I was like, this is so awesome. I made a drawing into like a physical object. And then um, it kind of just went from there. Like I, I made more potion pins. Those are like the second and third ones I made. But then um, I'm also very into hiking and being outdoors. So I noticed that when I was going to national parks, um, there wasn't really any pins that I really liked to collect. Like I actually had stopped collecting for a while. I used to collect a lot when I was a kid, but um, I kind of stopped. And then I, I figured like, oh, I'm already in to like making pins. Like, why don't I just start collecting again? So I started looking for national park pins. And when I kind of noticed that there wasn't really much out there, I was like, I'll just, I'll just make my own, I guess, even though there's like 60 of them. <laughs> so, so that's how I kind of got started with that. And then I, I figured the name could kind of translate into that because, you know, you're hiking a mountain, like that's, there's a goal there. And there's like, it's not about reaching the summit. It's all about like the experience along the way, like what you see along the way, the people mm -hmm. you go with. So I kind of was able to, I was like, this will work. This will stretch over to there. So yes, you are correct where, um, a lot of my work is kind of everywhere, <laughs> but it's just more of like, uh, I'll just, you know, have fun with it and just, just order as many and hope that they sell. But, um, and then I think like the biggest like learning curve has just been trying to get in front of the right people. Um, because like, again, I started in 2019, like the end of 2019 was when I got into my first show and that was like patches and pins in SF. Mm -hmm. or in San Francisco. And that's when I really understood like, okay, I just need to get in front of the right people. Yeah. Um, but 
and but I got greedy as well. And I like applied for a bunch of other shows. I did a show at a mall. I made like negative eight dollars. <laughs> <Like negative laughs> oh no! Yeah, so I was like, oh, this is not the right audience. So like, yeah. I think overall, like that kind of has taught me where it's just an ongoing effort of just trying to find the right people. I guess I, I sorry, I like kind of straight off there, but no, it's, 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 <laughs> it's okay. Um, that's pretty interesting. Uh, we'll talk more about vending and stuff like that, but you're mm-hmm. definitely like people are liking they're They like your brand because of you. Cause all the mm-hmm. pins that are being released stem from like your hobbies is what mm-hmm. it seems like. So they're, yeah. they're like a big fan of you. Um, supporting you and like your hobbies and 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 it just it creates this uh really nice community within exp because Mm -hmm. you're very passionate about what you're releasing and that's Mm -hmm. really awesome and i think that plays a part into trying to find your audience you know (laughs) they'll they'll see kind of like beyond the pins and then just kind of look at the maker behind (laughs) the pins and you know connect with you that way very kind. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't think about it because you're just constantly in it. So you're just like, oh, I'm just going to make whatever. And then so just to hear that it's it's very heartwarming and it's very kind to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And this isn't like, this isn't no BS. Like, you know, I, I try and do some solid research on who's going to be on the podcast. And um, a couple of days before, I'll spend some time going through the feeds and through the websites mm-hmm. just to kind of come up with some talking points. And I just couldn't help but like just be in awe, like the, the branding, um, your aesthetic, in, you know, like on Instagram, we, we can talk about this more later, but like everything just seems very cohesive. Um, so it all just kind of circulates with each other. So like, even if, you know, your pin series kind of seem not related, it's all because of the branding. It's just, mm-hmm. it's all very cohesive. Um, and it's very yeah. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to, to throw that out there. So I, I'm really curious on your process from mm-hmm. idea to reaching out to a manufacturer to selling it and getting in front of people. What's that process look like? You kind of mentioned it before. You're just kind of drawing it. What programs are you using? And, and if you can go into a little more detail. Yeah. Um, so I use Adobe Illustrator. So everything that I draw um, I start there. So Adobe Illustrator is a vectoring program. Um, typically in the whole pin making process, a lot of times, you know, people will have the idea, draw it on like a napkin and then take a picture of it and figure out how to how to make it into a vector, which is like presentable. It's like presentable file to the manufacturer to translate into their proof so mm-hmm. you can approve it and then they can make it because it needs to be clean, right? Like I've tried writing like I've tried guiding a few people who are interested in pin making. It's like, think of like a pin artwork as like a coloring book. Like the lines need to meet, like, and, you know, colors need to be isolated. Mm -hmm. So a vectoring program kind of helps with that. Um, So again, like I mentioned earlier, like I kind of wanted to skip the the drawing, scanning, and cleanup section. So I just, I start straight in Illustrator. And then um, I... I just, you know, I'm on just a regular laptop and I just use a mouse and just click around. So with with Illustrator, um, the way it works is that you draw lines and stuff and you there's these things called handles, I guess. So you adjust the line. So a handle can make like curves more round or straight or whatever. So I just use that to kind of draw. So instead of like a pencil where you're drawing a line or whatever, I basically draw one line and then readjust it to this, the shape that I want it. Um, so... It looks very simple, but at the same time, I guess like the, the amount of time I am spending in Illustrator to draw the whole thing is probably the same amount of time as me just drawing on a piece of paper and 
and scanning and all that. So I think it's just where I've decided to allocate my time. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I start there. And then once the illustrator work is done, like I've learned to assign colors to, to each, to what I want. So basically I have a Pantone book. Um, that's what uh, a lot of makers use to make sure that they're choosing the right colors because mm -hmm. colors change um, when they're under different lights or like our eyes or, or how our eyes perceive it or like how the computer screen perceives it. So a PMS book, uh, Pantone, book is the best and most accurate way. And since I was like generating so many designs, I just ended up investing in it because those things are expensive yeah. and they're flimsy and it's annoying because you paid so much money, but it's, <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> Don't they come out with one every year? They, I think so. It's like either every year, like every other year. And you're like, there goes another couple hundred dollars for yeah. color. <laughs> yeah. Identify colors of a rainbow. Like it's, it's, it's rough, but I, I mean, it's well worth it if you're like mm. really going into making a lot of pins and a lot of designs or like you want to use a lot of colors. Um, so yeah, after that, I just send it off to the manufacturer. The manufacturer is someone I just had kind of like looked up and just researched on my own. Um, and then it's just the waiting process after that, after I prove it. Um, and then for the outreach part, I've tried Kickstarter. I've failed miserably with that. Um, I also have like, I guess, an anxiety of like not being able to deliver. It's like I realized that um, I, I don't like the idea of not knowing how the product's going to end up before I, I promise or send it to someone. So yes. I've, I don't think I've, I'm going to go down the Kickstarter route anymore. So it's literally just going to be me investing, reinvesting my, my profits back into new designs. Mm -hmm. I'm just more comfortable that way because I mean, it's unfortunate. I'm, I'm sure people have heard, but pin making is a very manual process and it's not, and it's just hard to like always blame the manufacturer because already like you're doing it overseas and like they don't get paid as much and they're polishing by hand. So mm -hmm. if there's a lot more orders for that factory, like it's kind of out of their control if they're trying to push out a lot of designs and you get a lot of flaws. And I just, I think with a Kickstarter, like what if you get a whole bunch that are messed up, your customer's gonna have to wait even longer. And like, it just gives, it just makes me anxious and I just don't wanna deliver that. So um, yeah, so I, like, I just think of a design, put it in um, if I think it's gonna sell and then, um, and then just hope for the best. And I think like the biggest challenge I've had, so I have like two major segments of my work. It's like national park stuff and more like gaming animation, um, video game stuff. Uh, I noticed that for like the first pin I made was like a potion pin and that's towards the gaming category. And I noticed it wasn't really selling. Um, people liked it, but it just wasn't selling. And then it wasn't until I actually gone to the convention, like the anime convention circuit, which I only did one show, but it like did great. <laughs> so I, I was saw, like, that's I saw for that my... picture. It's nice. Booth. Yeah. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. So it was like the first, like, three-day event like convention I actually did it was a blast met like awesome people um and I was like ready for more and then everything shut down <laughs> so uh. I was like okay so that kind of at least helped me gauge like okay I know my audience is there it's just that like they're just in a different environment that I have to get to mm -hmm. and um which is why I've kind of like held back on releasing more like potion stuff just because I it's really hard for me to sell them so that's kind of like my start to finish ish. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for being very detailed with that. I don't think too many people will will 
I think they'll understand the process and they'll relate to it. It seems pretty, you know, on par with pretty much what everyone else does. But it's nice to just kind of see how, you know, cer- certain pin makers will use uh, Procreate versus Illustrator mm. and just kind mm-hmm. of go into the nuances of that. And, you know, a lot of them have their own particular reasons of uh, mm-hmm. selecting manufacturers and, and releasing pins and, and um, you know... I. I, I share that same anxiety with you in terms of like trying to set up a Kickstarter. It's not super expensive to get into, but when you're first starting and you don't know and you're just testing the waters, it's like, I don't know if I want to waste that kind of money. You don't know right. what kind of return you're going to get. So then that might be a better option. You know, going with Kickstarter would be a better option. Yeah. But the fear of failing and then just <laughs> yeah. putting in all that work and stuff like that and, yeah. and you know... Uh, it just yeah I mean kickstarts take a lot of work like the whole setup yeah, like you don't yeah. think about it and you're like oh you know you just put it up there and people like you know back it up right it's like no like writing all of it out having your designs ready and like getting all the pricing it's it's a lot of work and it's just I think it's just more room for error and failure that makes <laughs> me scared I mean like I, it totally works for a lot of people and I think people should do it mm-hmm. but um I think yeah, I think it's just personally, it's it's rough. <laughs> it's it's a rough. lot, and and I think we met through one of the pin Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So every now and then, I'll see people post links to their Kickstarter on mm-hmm. there, and I'll take a look just to kind of get inspired, just kind of see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's their what are their tiers looking like and and whatnot, yeah. and it's like. Oh my goodness, the amount of work that went into like making all the graphics and then explaining like the inspiration yeah. and, and the write up and all that stuff. It's like, well, I mean, if I'm going to do it, it's got to be, it's got to look like this. Yeah. And this looks like it took forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I it, definitely it, did that. <laughs> I was like <laughs> talking to other people's Kickstarters, like, what did you do? Like, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, totally stole ideas. <laughs> well, that's when, you know, that's when the, the Facebook groups really come in handy. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people there just always willing to to help out and share yeah. information and stuff like that. Like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of great people on those groups. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those groups brought us together, so. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Proof that there are good people there, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's been your most fun pin to design and make? Mm, I think like I'm trying to think I don't even know uh I mean I think overall I mean minus the national park stuff I want to say like all the potion ones are more fun um especially if there's like characters or they involve characters like mm-hmm. I try to put more personality into them instead of just like a face um and I get really excited about them when I especially like the the Ghibli stuff I don't know if I'm butchering it but the studio Ghibli stuff so um that like I grew up with that um, animation, like every or a bunch of those movies. So um, remaking them into like the bottled spirits collection, like that one, that's always been fun. And I think that one I've expanded more on mm-hmm. just because I think of something I was like, oh, this would be fun to add. But um, that one, those give me a little bit more creativity or space to be more creative. But yeah, I don't know. It's just whatever comes through. <laughs> like, I'm not even sure. <laughs> I like that. I'm sure all of your pins have their own special moment, you know, mm-hmm. when you're designing them and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard because, you know, as, as like business owners, as pin makers, we kind of have to always be looking ahead at the next thing. So it's right. hard to kind of get like caught up in the current release when you got to, 
you know, with stuff like this, you kind of have to kind of constantly release pins. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, at least for us, um, we're thinking like two, three months in, ahead and, you know, we're placing mm-hmm. orders and stuff like that, like big mm-hmm. orders. So mm-hmm. we're set for the next couple months. So how has uh, has the pandemic affected uh, the pin business at all? Other than not being able to go to shows, um, have you been able to kind of uh, benefit from the pandemic? Have you seen more sales? What's that? I don't. No, to be honest, um, because my history is not very long. So it's it's really hard to tell. Like I, I definitely feel like it's hard for me to sell like the the potions and like that side, the mm-hmm. video game side. Um, because again, I think a lot of the like I've tried virtual virtual events and stuff like that. And I would get like a few here and there, but um, it's not nearly as much as like going to a convention and people are there standing in front of your products and like getting to look at it closely and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, I mean, fortunately with Etsy, like I feel like in the outdoor space, there's not that much art. So I think like the national park pins have, have been doing really well on their own just by themselves. Um, because again, there's not, I think there's only maybe one other competitor that's done a design for every park that's a pin mm-hmm. so i think with that low competition threshold like they've been doing really well yeah uh, which has allowed me to keep creating other things so um but i'm really hoping like once we get past this pandemic hurdle like i can really figure out like the best direction to go because i've just been kind of like stumbling along because i don't really have anything to compare it to it's good to to see that you're still keeping things moving and it didn't you know completely freeze you and you still have you know your health and fortune and, and job <laughs> and all those things so it looks like how it about you though you. i'm just curious because <laughs> you've been I'm in the game way longer than than me like how you're doing uh was it was a bit of a struggle when it uh-huh. first happened um there was like no sales like at all for <laughs> March, April, and like some of May. Like it yeah. was it was pretty tough. I had to cancel patches and pins. Yeah. I think that was like in plan for, for early April of last year. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, with all the other things kind of happening in our country uh during the pandemic, yeah. It it felt a little weird kind of putting focus on the business when there were, you know, more important things to kind of be concerned and worried about. Um, mm-hmm. so we started, you know, trying to turn some art to, uh, kind of create awareness and we released mm-hmm. a black lives matter turtle power, like emoji pin, um, mm-hmm. and donated, uh, all those, uh, all the profits for that pin. Um, so little by little, we've kind of been getting our, our, our footing back and gears in motion, you know, like personally, yeah. the pandemic was also like really weird. I left my full-time job just cause I, oh. I, I like, it was just. It was a lot, you know, to, uh-huh. to handle. Um, but I'll tell you, if I didn't leave that job, I don't think I would have started the podcast. So oh. the podcast came out of the pandemic, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the gears are getting back in motion. We're releasing pins. Everything's kind of like back to normal now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe later this year we'll be back at events and yeah. slinging pins confidently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In terms of uh, advice, because we have a lot of new pin makers tuning in, mm-hmm. um, what's something that you've learned, you know, in the time that you've been running EXP uh, that you'd wish that you'd learn or that you wish you had known when you first started? I think pick your own colors. <laughs> that was the pick your own colors for your pins. That was yeah. like one of the first things I, I learned really quickly. Um, 
don't put 100% faith into your manufacturer. Communication is key. Basically, it's communication, right? So if you want your design to come out a certain way, like just be as explicit as you can about it. So again, like getting, if you don't have Illustrator, that's fine. Like it's just more of like, make sure your artwork is as clean as possible. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, use a Sharpie or something to make sure those lines are bold. Um, and then like pick out your colors. Like you don't need to go buy a Pantone book. Cause again, those things are an investment, but you can look up, um, like online, there should be, I, I used to use a site where it was like color to PMS and like a PMS matcher. It's not a hundred percent, but it'll give you at least a solid idea of like where it's going to kind of land. So at least you can call out like whatever colors you want to use, because you know, it's not worth the back and forth. Mm -hmm. You might as well just save yourself the time and then like, even if you call out the, the numbers and stuff, like the manufacturer will still give you a proof that you have yeah. to approve. So you still are going to see like what's going to end up going to production anyways. So I think um, the communication is just key um, to like when you get your designs over to them. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, if you're, if you're brand new, like sink your money into that first design just so you can get a feel for how to, how the whole process works because like, I mean, even in the in the Facebook groups and stuff, like that's what a lot of people recommend anyways. Like don't go straight to Kickstarter because that's a lot of time you're you're investing in into an mm -hmm. arena that you don't really know yet. So like find like do the research, find a manufacturer that you think you can trust. I realized like when I first got my manufacturer and got the first pin, I don't think the quality was that great in hindsight, but I was like, I think I was just excited. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's so great. I was like, this is awesome. And then I think now I don't think I would have accepted them, but I think like, you know, build it's building a relationship ultimately they're humans on the other side they're not yep. just some robots making stuff so like be kind to them <laughs> like they they're again these are handmade so you know things happen at the factory like i mean be upfront with them i mean be honest like if you get like terrible quality pins like call them out for it but at the same time like don't nitpick them to like nothing because mm -hmm. ultimately you need a good relationship to make sure they're delivering on time and like it'll just give you more leverage in the future I think to like, if, if there are quality issues, like they should remake them without a question, mm -hmm. as long as you're like being kind to them about it. But if you're going to be angry and nitpicky about it, like you're not building a good foundation. Then if you go to a different manufacturer, do the same thing, you're going to run out of options really quick. Yes. I second all of that. Communication is key. Being thorough is key. We also use like a hex to Pantone converter. Like mm -hmm. I think we just Google yeah. that. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. putting in like the hex codes for all the colors mm -hmm. and just kind of ballparking everything. Well put. Well put. I don't have anything else to add. That's great advice for, for anyone <laughs> new joining us or joining the pin game in the pin world. So let's talk about marketing. I mentioned this at the beginning of our conversation. I love your branding, your aesthetic your the, the, the photography i don't know if that's an iphone taking pictures or like you're really no, into no. photography <laughs> like it's it's all very cohesive and and i love it and i see it and i appreciate it like i like those kind of things when i'm looking for brands and stuff like that um what's your what's your approach to marketing like are you actively thinking of all these things or is it just happen to just come together like this that's actually very surprising that you're saying all that because I feel like it's not put together. <laughs> I feel like it's like still like a mod podge of just like, I don't even know. I, I mean, you know, clear, clear, like well lit pictures is it's always easier to see the details and everything. Um, I am shooting everything from a phone. It's not anything fancy. 
Um, I mean, I do have Adobe and all that. So like I use Photoshop to adjust and increase the light. Like right now where I live, like we're facing north. So the lighting is terrible. Like I, mm. it's really hard for me to take pictures. Um, all the old pictures was from when I was living in California and that was facing sunlight. So natural lighting is, it's, you can't compare it. You can't, yeah, you can't beat it. Yeah. So, um, but from marketing wise, like, again, like I came in a time where it was a pandemic. So it was like a really... It was just trying to get out there without like being in front of people. Um, so I've, I've, I've listened to like a lot of your other episodes and I'm always curious, like what else other people are doing. So <laughs> thank you for doing this whole podcast. And like, I get insight because again, I have, I haven't been to shows. I haven't met that many people. So it's like really hard to pick other people's brains. Cause I'm like, I don't know what else people are doing. So, um, like for the marketing stuff, like, you know, Instagram is the main platform I use just because, you know, visuals and stuff, but the yeah. algorithms terrible <laughs> so yes. especially recently and i don't know with like the upcoming i don't know if they're still going to move forward with some of the changes that they were talking about but um wait what changes yeah. uh i think <laughs> the they press. were like what are we talking they were about going to, huh hold the press what are we talking about i don't well i don't know like i i was like i don't know i i remember seeing something where like they weren't going to allow um like feed posts into your stories anymore um because you know like the feed posts like they already are buried, right? So it's like, yeah. that's why people were posting to their stories just so like, you know, hey, like I posted More. something. They were thinking about removing that. Um, so I think that was what I was panicking about. I was like, how is anyone going to oh, see anything? No. <laughs> They're doing I like, that. I heard that they were limiting uh, people reposting TikToks to Instagram because they want you to use Reels. The reels? Oh, if they made it better. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? That just reminded me, yeah, TikTok. I got onto TikTok recently because I'm like, all right, it seems like the platform's relatively new. So the reach is still pretty good, I guess. Um, so I, I'm on there, but I just literally just started. So not too exciting. Um, Facebook groups were good for a little bit, mm -hmm. um, but they do kind of get buried sometime. I've used Reddit. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, there's an enamel pin su uh, subreddit, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that one's pretty good for promoting. I I did hear that it's not that great for fan art because you can get flagged for it. So, but for original stuff, like I think that one's not bad. They actually have another subreddit for like pin projects, so like Kickstarters. So I was posting in there for a little bit. Um, and also with the national park stuff, I was using the national park thread to promote my stuff every now and then or graphic design. So Reddit's actually not bad. Um, and I don't think anyone mentioned it on your previous episodes. Uh, no, that's why it took me by surprise. That's, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's very um, cool. You're finding that, that specific audience too, who would yeah. be interested, like mm -hmm. you can't go wrong and it's all organic. And as yeah. long, I think as long as you come across being yeah. authentic and not mm -hmm. salesy or anything like yeah. that, you're usually yeah. pretty good at like kind of promoting your stuff on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely read the rules to make sure that you can, because yes. um, you don't want to get in trouble. Um, I think Reddit was like the most interesting one. Uh, to, yeah. TikTok. I have a Twitter, but I'm like, I'm kind of like floating along the lines of like, there's too many things going on. Oh, and I also use Pinterest. That's another one I use that. I know. Well, it's like when I have time, I'll just like mass upload and schedule things. So there's yeah. no out there. But yeah, that's it, my main one is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and the Reddit I haven't used in a while. But okay. I like check it out every now and then to see what other people are doing. Got it. Talk to me about TikTok because I just had a guest on uh, not too long ago and they were talking about TikTok and how they just got on. And I, I experimented a little bit with myself, but I'm like, 
how does a pin brand get onto TikTok? Like, what? Did, like, I don't know what I'm going to be posting. Maybe I haven't done enough brainstorming. So I kind of want to <laughs> pick your brain and figure out why you decided to go to TikTok and what TikToks can we expect from you? Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. So I, I went to TikTok because I knew the reach. Like, it's still new. So I feel like it's more... Like you're, whatever you put out there, it's like, it's going to have a better reach for now. Like it'll probably change in the future. But I mean, TikTok, it's, it's like a mini commercial, right? And on top of that, like from what I was, from what I understand, like packaging videos and stuff and like behind the scenes, like small business stuff was like, it's like a trending thing. So it's, it's, if you make those kind of videos and use the same like hashtag system, Mm -hmm. whatever their popular hashtags, like those actually garner a decent amount of views. So because of that, I was like, all right, let's try it out. Um, and I have been able to convert like a few, like a few people have come over and, and purchased stuff from it. So I think it does, oh, wow. it does work. So I think like the kind of content you can expect is like, like, okay, I'm going to pack an order or like, oh, here, this is how I'm like vectoring something or drawing something. So it's just more, it just gives a more like authentic feel behind the brand because they get to see the work that's behind the brand instead of just like, here's a very nice picture that just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just kind of gives your brand more of a voice. Um, I also like to buy other, like I collect pins too. So like I, I do unboxing there, um, just to show like, you know, how other people like package their stuff and like, you know, all the work and that goes into it. Right. Like, yeah. and just and also get ideas. <laughs> That's every awesome. Now and then. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then I was doing like some, some like pin business, like tips, I guess, but those take more work. So I haven't really, I'm not consistent with that. Um, but I figured it's like, a, it's a good platform just to just showcase more behind the scenes mm-hmm. and, and people can kind of identify with it or if they're curious of like getting into the whole pin business itself. That's really interesting. I think I'm going to have to turn what you just said into a clip once this episode gets released. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so I'm still kind of a novice on TikTok. It, it took mm-hmm. me like an hour to make like my first TikTok and figure out all the, the, the nuances. Yeah. Um, but so I, I'm asking you, have you explored any of the, the pin hashtags? Are there pin related hashtags in TikTok? There are. Um, I haven't looked much further into them. I mean, they're just very general I haven't done that much research into it, to be honest. Like it's, it's very general stuff like, you know, enamel pins or like, you know, enamel pin maker. It seems like people really like, like pin shop. Like, I don't know. I, people like small business check. I don't know why. <laughs> so that's good for like behind the scenes stuff. Um, small business check as in like, that's the hashtag small business. Yeah. That's check? like the hashtag that's been popular or package in order with me like that. That's also like a really popular one that gets more traction. Um, Christy, you're blowing my mind right now. No, I mean, technology is constantly changing and we're like, have to keep up. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I just typed in enamel pins, Um, pin maker check, how to make enamel pins, how to make your own enamel pins, things that I got for my enamel pin business that just made sense. Yo. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It's like mini videos. Yeah. So it's, it's really good. But I think it's just like getting over the curb of learning how to put together transitioning stuff. And, you know, yeah. you, you get you use a different part of your create, creative brain. So mm-hmm. it's just a new skill. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a learning curve. Eventually you'll mm-hmm. figure it out because 
kind of, that's you know that's how business works. You kind of just have to learn to adapt and and learn these mm-hmm. new things and get into uh, the latest trends and social media platforms. Yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. Why can't it stay the same? <laughs> right, like it, especially when you get older too. You just oh, yeah, I was like the oh, amount of patience it. you have just decreases every day. Ugh, <laughs> um, <in the> <laughs> That's really interesting. Do you see any other like platforms that you could possibly be on in the future? Clubhouse. Um, I'm asking people Clubhouse. Are you I, all in on Clubhouse? I haven't gotten an invite in. Like okay. I have friends that are in it and they're like, "Oh, you should totally be in it and you can like, you know, tell people how many pins." I'm like, "Okay." But I'm still out here just like cuz it's still invite only, I think. So Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is so it? I was just like, Neh. "Yeah, I think so." <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it'd be nice because then I feel like it's a really good platform for, yeah, again, like people interested in pins. Like I'm also, because I'm like really into hiking and all that stuff, like I'm really into the sustainability part of it, of running mm-hmm. like a sustainable business. Um, so I think, and I actually also work for a packaging company during the day. So like all that information, I feel like it's pretty important as we're trying to like, you know, as a society trying to save earth from burning. <laughs> yeah. Even kind of burning at this point <laughs> but um yeah i don't know like clubhouse would be great it sounds like a really good platform but again it's invite only and i'm not in it yet so if it opens up maybe but i don't know it's another i'll thing. send you an invite i still i'm still trying to understand I, one of my cousins had an invite i'm like oh okay oh. came out of the booth i didn't even ask her i just got it i'm like okay this oh is cool. sweet so yeah. uh we'll link up afterwards I, i'll okay. get you an invite awesome. to see if it's uh, if it's worth it uh, you mentioned that, um, you know, you try and keep run a sustainable business. What mm-hmm. efforts are you taking to, uh, to achieve that? Um, so I'm trying to, um, I mean, I don't think pin making is very sustainable. I mean, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, like it's made of metal. So that's always, that's good. That's a hundred percent like recyclable and reusable. But, um, I, I think like just everything else, like just, I think, like everything else, like the packaging, um, to like what we stand for, I guess, like it's, it's really part of important part of our brand. Um, like for all, like the packaging is probably the most control we have for like to making sure that we're sustainable. So like we, everything we use is like paper. Um, we avoid tape. We just really try to avoid plastic at all costs. Um, even though it is a little bit more expensive, but it's like, eh, I mean, this is my decision, my brand, like I will, do what I can to make sure that we have as little impact as possible mm-hmm. um, when it takes to like consuming resources. Like it's just hard because like working in like a packaging company and knowing the impacts and, and the lasting effects of like our consumption, it's, it's hard to just turn a blind eye when like you have power to, to choose to not contribute to it. So because of that, like we, we really try to just look for the next option to make sure it's sustainable um, or recyclable or whatever we can do. Cool. I applaud yeah. that effort. Nice. Not a lot of people take <laughs> that. And I'll admit I've wasted a good amount of plastic. Uh, yeah, it's hard when you get the pins from the manufacturer, like they yeah. have to send yeah. them. Otherwise you're going to get all get scratched up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, that's one thing that I asked my manufacturer to do. I asked them to wrap it in, in paper. So they're not using individual bags for everything. Um, I know some other people they've asked, I've seen like other people ask their manufacturer and they'll, they'll pin it onto like a cardboard mm-hmm. and because like they're bigger and then they'll cover it in paper. So that's like some ways around it, but mm. it's not like a surefire way of like protecting the pins, like a individual bag. So it's, it's really up to you. It's your choice, but mm-hmm. I think 
yeah, that's what we're doing just to try to do a little better for at least our business. So, yeah. No, that's cool. And and that's something that I think would resonate pretty deeply with anyone like purchasing from you. Like that's mm-hmm. just another like, oh, and they try and save the environment. This is really cool. And it ties into your National Parks series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that. Talk to me about these additional initiatives that you have on your website. I saw a uh, side quest and oh. I saw <laughs> EXP log, which I think is like your blog. Yeah. Um, but they both seem very interesting and I'd like to hear you explain both of them. Okay. Um, so side quest. So that's actually like more of a marketing ploy. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just like some fun thing that I decided to add on, especially after when I did the convention. So it actually spawned off of um, the first potion pin I made, there was a mistake on it. And like being super OCD about it, I was like, I can't sell this. <laughs> it's like literally one line that no one would really notice, but I'm like, oh, but it bothers me. So, and plus like it had my old branding on it, like the cards and everything. So um, I ended up using that as, like a giveaway when I was doing the three-day convention. So I like figured like, oh, it'll be more fun if people were interacting with the booth instead of just like, you know, here, give me your money. So um, (laughs) I would like do, I would do like a side quest. So basically like someone would come in and like, they're looking at my stuff like, oh, there's like a side quest, you wanna do it? Like you can get a free pin. And like, it was just like really silly things like, you know, play rock, paper, scissors with me. If you beat me, I'll give you a pin. And then, uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then like, or, and then I think another one was like, oh, cause it was like an anime convention, right? It's like, oh, show me your victory pose. And then I'm going to like take a picture of it. And then I would just, <laughs> it. So it was just kind of fun that people got into it. And like, they didn't have to buy anything. It was just excess stock that I was now use, using as like marketing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just kind of took that and I was going to use it for, you know, all the multi-day cons because then I'll have plenty on me, but because it kind of, you know, everything shut down. Uh, I just kind of left it on my website saying that like, you know, if like, you know, if you, if you uh, buy more than $25 and if you're actually looking around the site and you stumble across this, like, you know, I'll throw in this free pin. Um, and I just put it in my shop at like $888. for fun. <laughs> And, but I mean, it's free. Like it's free if you, you purchase $25 or more just because of the shipping costs. Like I would totally send it to anyone for free, but shipping costs can add up. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Do a little bit for me and I'll, I'll do this for you. So, but it's more of like an in-person thing. Yeah. I love that. I love my favorite part is being able to interact with everyone who comes to the booth. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So for like, for you to kind of extend that to like fun side quests and not just like conversations about national parks or studio Ghibli, there's nothing wrong with those conversations, Mm -hmm. but like you're offering more and you're just enhancing their experience while they're at your table, while they're at your mm-hmm. booth. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. So I can't wait for like shows to happen again. Then I can really think of like more creative ways to, you know, at least have more side quests and stuff. And it'll be something for people to look forward to. Cause like, I, was, <laughs> I was hoping with more shows, like when I return, it'll be something that people can look forward to and have fun with. Yeah. Show me your hand sanitizer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Um, and, uh, talk to me about, um, EXP log, which is, uh, your blog. A yes. blog? Yeah. It's just a blog. It was just like a creative way to not use the word blog. So it was supposed to be a log of just, you know, either like pin making stuff or just anything I thought of, but don't look at it because I haven't updated <laughs> it so long. Um, yeah, it's writing just takes a lot of work. So, um, 
it's there, but I haven't been very up to date on it. But ideally, it'd be somewhere to, you know, log my experiences. It could be anything from pin making to like hiking to like, who knows, like whatever. It's just, it's just a blog. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw like, you kind of had like a couple blog related like posts, like uh, probably talking about some pins, but then mm -hmm. I think I also saw that you uh, had some like how to make enamel pins and like mm -hmm. guides and, and resources. And mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Um, that's, I, I think that's really important for businesses to kind of give value and resources like that, like that kind of mm -hmm. information for free. It'll it'll yeah. draw you in. Um, it, it, it creates good vibes. It creates trust. It creates authority. And ultimately, it'll just bring like people kind of like searching the Internet, how to make mm -hmm. pins, hopefully to your website. Because we, we get people, you know, like messaging our website every now and then. Hey, I want to make pins. It's like, well, yeah. how did you find us? And it was just like having a similar type of blog post. So mm -hmm. I was just wondering if there was anything, uh, you know, any kind of strategy behind it or if you were sharing anything particular. Mm, no, not right now. Like in the perfect world, yes. <laughs> but with everything else going on and like trying to manage all these different platforms, like it's been definitely at the bottom of my list, even though like, you know, search engine optimization and like all that stuff, that's what it's contributing to. So, mm -hmm. Or like to the website's presence, right? Like it's right. actually pretty important. But to sit down and write, like, it's not a strength. So I don't really, it's not the first thing I, I end up doing on my list. Yeah, I can't do that either. That's why yeah. it's like, sometimes I'll have the blog on and it's live and you can see yeah. like the three articles that we have. Yeah, you're like, like, oh, don't look. Uh, you know, there's only three. I'm just going to take this off. This is too embarrassing. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's a love-hate battle. It is, it is. All right, so before we move on to the next topic, do you have any kind of social media marketing tips for for any of our listeners whether it's for instagram pinterest tiktok i think i mean across all platforms the key is like consistency it's tiring and you know keep your mental health in check first it's not worth like trying to crank out stuff every single day um consistency try to have some kind of routine i guess um you can reuse stuff like that's always good too but I mean, the algorithms are constantly changing. I think like, just don't stress too much over it. Do your mm -hmm. best. But I think like once shows are back on, those are your best bet to like connect with your audience, to find your audience and just kind of mold your brand from there. Um, yeah, social media is like, it's hard. It's definitely these days, like it's hard. I feel like if I had started maybe five, six years ago, I would be in a lot better position. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, like it's, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like I'm posting stuff. I'm like, I don't even know if anyone sees this anymore. Like, who knows? Just here. It's it's hard to 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 kind of get down in the dumps about it when you know like less than ten percent of your audience is is seeing that, and it's because yeah. of the algorithm just kind of like bogging it down yeah. or, or, or pushing it away. You know, yeah. if you're not paying, then a lot of stuff is just it kind of feels like wasted effort, but. It really isn't. It's not your fault. It's the yeah. algorithm. There's a bunch of people trying to get their posts out in front of you. Ultimately, it's a. It's just good practice to like do better pictures and like mm -hmm. you know. It's just good practice. I mean, just don't focus on the numbers too much, especially these days. Like it's just, you can't trust it. Um, yes. Not everyone your stuff. So. And it's a vanity thing too. Like mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter unless your your account that's got like tens or hundreds of thousands of followers. Then maybe it's it's. But like, you know, Instagram was testing out removing likes, so you so you can't even see that anymore. So it, it's it's not something to get 
caught up on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you might have zero likes on a post, but are you getting sales from the post? Well, okay. Yeah. Then, you know, the likes don't really matter if, if mm-hmm. you're slinging pins. But, um, yeah. Yeah. but good advice. Consistency is key mm-hmm. for a lot of things in life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of talked about vending at shows here and there throughout Mm -hmm. our conversation so far. But what I'm curious is if you've noticed any difference between the Patches and Pins San Francisco show that you did versus Mm -hmm. the Anime Con. Mm -hmm. I'm curious on, you know, just your overall experience and and how the events differed. Yeah. um, Well, so when I did Patches and Pins, I think that was my first, like, bigger show, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but San Francisco, I think was like one of their smaller ones. Um, and yeah, I don't think it was a big one based on like the number of people that, or like the number of vendors there Mm -hmm. versus like me talking to someone who did the Anaheim or Orange County one. I think that one's like the biggest one. So I think it's, it's hard to compare like this SF patches and pins versus like an anime convention. And even the anime convention I went to was, was a smaller one. Um, I mean, you're looking at like one day versus three days and mm-hmm. um yeah like the the vendors like they I didn't actually get to meet too many of them it, it also could be because it was my first show so I had a friend come out and I think like you get distracted with like whoever you're with so you don't yeah. really end up talking to too many other people <laughs> um but I was vending by myself for the the anime one so like it kind of forces you to or not forces you but I guess like you get to meet more people and it's a longer mm-hmm. period of time so um but I can see like I, I think at like patches and pins it was just really interesting to see the di- diverse number of people um that kind of walk through and like just kind of meeting people um I think like most people were still were more interested in like the national park stuff um because I think I mean SF is close to I think Muir Woods and, and Redwoods so there's like parks nearby so it was it was always fun to hear people's stories um at the anime convention like obviously everyone was more into the video game stuff but it was like actually really refreshing to hear like every now and then there'd be someone who's like oh like i've been to this park in this park i was like oh dude that's awesome like i wouldn't expect you to you know be interested or like notice this as well but um the audiences are like a little bit different but overall Mm -hmm. like everyone's really friendly like you can't really beat it it's better than just sitting behind a computer and, and waiting for and getting an order it's it's just a totally different experience Definitely. So you would say that uh, it was well worth the efforts of mm-hmm. going to these shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because it, it's a lot, right? Mm, yeah. Um, I think like I always end up procrastinating. <laughs> like right before the show, I'm like, what do I need? <laughs> like, what? how do I want to set up my booth and all that stuff? Like it, there's a lot more thought that goes into it that you would really think. Um, and then like once you get to the the space, you're like, no, I'm going to change it up. <laughs> And it, like everything just moves around. Um, and like, because San Francisco, like I was originally based in Southern California. So like bringing everything up to San Francisco, like that was also the mm. logistics of that was interesting. Um, yeah, was, there's just a lot of work to it, but I mean, it's all, it's all well worth it. Like you're spending like, I don't know how many hours just talking. <laughs> oh my goodness. And you're I, like, oh my gosh. And, and if there's people <laughs> waiting, you feel bad and you're like trying to talk faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're telling you a good story. And you're like, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's like it's it's all part of the fun, right? So it's great. Like one yeah. train, right? And you, I just want to talk to everyone, and it's like, yeah. uh, but there's, there's someone here. I'm sorry. Like yeah. I don't know what to do. Like that's funny. 
but they're always really understanding. They're like, no, 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 it's totally fine. Like, you know, and they'll like get their purchase and they'll move on and you're able to shift your focus. But um, I mean, that's all part of the fun, like juggling all that and being able to have a common interest, right? That's why they're interested in the first place. So mm-hmm. being people. I love one of my friends came out to help me with the patches and pins show. Mm-hmm. And he was getting into the conversations with like <laughs> these customers that I, I wasn't talking to. I was just kind of like, you know, talking with someone. And then when I was done, I'd be like, Yo, what are they talking about? And yeah. I'd like join in on their conversation. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, great. there's just a lot of awesome people, a lot of diverse mm-hmm. people, like you said. Um, and you have no idea where the conversations are going to go or what you guys are going to yeah. talk about, but it's always, always, always such a good time. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. you say that's yeah. probably your favorite part about vending at shows? Oh yeah, for sure. Like just meeting the people and then like getting to hear their stories and um, like what they're interested in, in, and then like, like seeing them all excited about like, you know, they see your work and then that sparked something that was their experience. And like, they're super excited to share. And you're like, I don't even know you, but that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Awesome. So has it only been two shows that you vended at? Yeah. Like two major shows. So it's like Patches and Pins and then um, the anime convention, which was, which was three days. And then I've done like a bunch of little shows and that's where like my greatest failures have been, but like, uh, it's whatever it's fine <laughs> like it's it's like a great experience so like it's like a, what I mentioned earlier like one of them I did like a mall show so mm-hmm. you know like during the holidays there's like small vendors in the malls sometimes um, it makes so sense wanna, holidays vendors. yeah holidays are like Gifts. people have to be buying stuff right <laughs> and then I was just trying to fill it like I literally just got started so I was like trying to fill in weekends especially around the holidays I'm like I need to get in front of people so like I signed up for um, like I think two mall shows and both of them end up being in the negative um, uh-huh. because I didn't make money from them and then which was fine like I think but I met like one of my neighbors like she was like the sweetest lady making um, I think like chain mail or whatever <laughs> but she like cosplays and I was like I want to be just like you when I grow old like <laughs> she's awesome so <laughs> it's totally worth it and then I think another show I did was I actually packed my stuff and flew up to Seattle for like a flea market like a weekend flea market for fun oh nice like that one was like also a small show, but also met like another great artist out there. So um, those, because those are more of like a weekly kind of mm-hmm. shows, like the the atmosphere is totally different. Like the kind of people that, that walk by are completely different. And I think it was just a great experience, but it also teaches me not to be like greedy <laughs> and yeah. like not to just go for whatever that comes around. So um, that was an interesting experience. Mm. But, you know, it's not always about the profit. We, we, no. we, we just said this. You never know who you're going to meet at these shows. And it looks like, you know, you found a couple cool people to, to <laughs> talk to, have some conversation with. You inspired uh, <laughs> someone who makes chain mail. They're going to make yeah. chain mail pins now, probably. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> which, 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 is, uh, which is pretty cool. Do you have any tips for anyone looking to vend at shows? I have a feeling you're going to say, do your research and know who your audience <laughs> is going to be at the show. Do your research. Uh, I think just try setting up before you go just to get a feel of like how you want your stuff Mm -hmm. I guess I don't it's hard I feel like you just have to do your first show and and just kind of see how you feel about it and and kind of rework from there right so I mean you you should set up like for your first show you should definitely try setting up at home just to get an idea of like how everything's gonna fit on a eight by five tape I don't know how big tables are. Yeah, whatever size table that you have. Mm. <laughs> Cause you'd be surprised. There's actually not that much space. <laughs> so yeah. 
um, yeah, figuring out how to like lay everything out and just have all that stuff ready. But after that, yeah, you just kind of adjust from there. It's it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> no, you you hit it. Like you do the best that you can at the time, you know. So your first show, you just got to give it all. You're gonna learn a lot. You're gonna be exposed <laughs> to all these different tables and all these different setups and stuff like that. So then you'll probably have a bunch of takeaways. Like my first table look like doo-doo like it was <laughs> just like the the square pieces of corkboard that you would get at walmart in like a four mm-hmm. pack and i would just put that on an easel uh-huh. <laughs> like it didn't look like that nice with just a couple pins just kind of scattered there uh-huh. it, it, it was it, you know it's nothing kind of like what the setup that i have now um but that just came from going to these shows as a spectator mm-hmm. and as a vendor like taking pictures, looking at their setups yeah. and, and just trying to, you know, make it work for yourself. Yeah. But yeah. I, I actually used um, Pinterest to people post their, their show booths there. Oh, so look at that. I was using that to like, kind of just get ideas like, okay, what are people doing? Um, how do they show their stuff? And yeah, that was like a good place to start. I wish I started there. It was very difficult going through just like enamel pin hashtags and just like, (laughs) it's very difficult, but that's really cool. Um, And and the big takeaway is, you know, vending. If you can vend, Mm -hmm. get out there, meet the people. It's a completely different experience. So rewarding. It makes it worth it. Like just doing all of this, right? Like getting to Mm -hmm. talk to people face to face. Um, can't beat it (laughs) you can't beat it you're exhausted but it's such a good feeling Mm -hmm. christy we're at the final portion of our podcast um this is going to be the q a um kind of revamped this a little bit for this season got some fun (laughs) pin related questions and then just some like fun pop culture questions i I wish i could say let's put the timer on the clock as if this was some sort of game show or something like that (laughs) i would not do well i just feel like i don't know pass (laughs) all right so are you a soft enamel or hard enamel type of girl hard enamel nice why is that I've actually um, haven't really experimented with soft enamel, but I think hard hard enamel like gives you more detail from what I understand. Um, And I've just, again, I am not, I don't know if I'm like very good at exploring other things. If I'm happy with something, I'll probably stick with it. (laughs) So that's why I've (laughs) always done hard enamel. Hard enamel is nice. Um, And it definitely works for your, for your pins and everything like that. Do you like rubber backings or the metal butterfly backings? Ooh. Um, okay. So I use for the national park stuff, I use metal because again, to stick with the whole like metal, like sustainability, like keep it like metal. I I use that, but, um, for everything else, I actually use rubber because I understand that like it does irritate the skin. I personally just use gold locking backs. (laughs) Nice. So so I didn't really answer your question. (laughs) No, none, neither would have been an acceptable answer. Neither. (laughs) The locking backs. Everyone's been saying that. The locking backs are are, are huge. I'd I'd love to see that become like a regular thing in the pin game. Yeah. Do you like dyed enamel pins or glow-in-the-dark enamel pins? Mm, I think, I mean, they're both really unique. Um I like how dyed enamel pins look, but I think like if, depending on how you use the glow, I think you can work really well, but for now I'll just say dyed. Okay, cool. 
what's your favorite metal to make pins with? Um, I think it's zinc. I actually don't really know the metals that well. I want to say it's 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 between iron, zinc alloy, right? And then yeah. I don't yeah. And I mean iron's heavier, it's nice, but um I actually don't really have a I just go with whatever the manufacturer recommends. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like, like a particular color that you cuz I feel like I've seen a lot of gold Everything's gold everything's except gold. for like two pins. Yeah, I just like gold more because it looks fancy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're right about that. It just it pops a little bit more. Yeah, just a little bit. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just stick with this. <laughs> a little shine, little pinky out, a little fancy. Yeah. Like <laughs> Are you hashtag pin game strong or pin game proper? Pin game strong. Nice. Are you a pin addict or pin collector? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I think collector, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm on borderline addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a pin trader or a pin hoarder? Definitely a hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> Too many cool pins in the world. Not I to know. Collect. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite place to wear a pin? Um, on my bag. I feel like, yeah, on my bag. I I have like, I wear mostly like seconds and stuff because I can't stand, uh, like A grades getting scuffed up. <laughs> so, yeah, or that's lost. all I have on there. Yeah, or lost. Yeah, that's the worst thing. That's why I, I never really liked um, rubber backs because mm -hmm. I think I was testing like my first pin and it like fell off like the first day. I was like, oh. Yeah. Ugh. Simpsons or Bob's Burgers? Mm. Oh, I'm going to say Simpsons because I grew up with them, but Bob's Burgers is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they're both really good. Oh I love God. seeing people struggle with this one. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Marvel or DC? Uh, I'm going to say Marvel. Okay. Marvel. <laughs> um, comics or video games? Video games for sure. What is your like go-to console game combo? Um, I was on the Switch for a while because of Animal Crossing, <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure most of the stuff I played on was the PS4. I know the PS5 is out, but I'm like... <laughs> hey, I'm still rocking my PS3. <laughs> nice nice just for the blu-ray player but oh okay, okay. I, i'm fine. with you on switch and animal crossing oh, yeah can't get enough oh. <laughs> uh are you into tv shows or movies um i would guess mm, i guess tv shows but to be honest i actually don't watch nearly as much as i used to uh i feel like i spend most of the time just drawing stuff now <laughs> nice yeah, so I, I feel the same way. I'm definitely watching a lot less, which is good. Yeah, which is good um, because a lot of people are watching more because there's nothing much to do. I feel like yeah, like I know people that have like binged through so many different TV shows. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh, perfect segue. What's the last thing that you binged? <laughs> uh, uh, shoot, what did I binge? Oh, I actually um binged Steven Universe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's really good. <laughs> I got to get into that show. I've seen a couple episodes and was like pretty like entertained by it. Just yeah. I haven't had the time. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's finding time. That's the hardest part. Oh, it's always fleeting. But I'm going to write that down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a Yay. little homework and then follow up. <laughs> What's your favorite pizza topping? Mm, 
bacon. <laughs> I like bacon on everything. Oh, <laughs> I think this is a first. I like that. What do people normally say? Uh, I've I've had the classic, just cheese pizza, uh, mm-hmm. Hawaiian pizza, but with sausage instead of ham. I think. Oh, okay. Kind of like a twisted combo there. Uh huh. Pepperoni. But you're the first to just say straight up bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bacon's so good. <laughs> not everything. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm sure it would be delicious. I, I yes. that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, if we ever go out and get pizza, uh, I'll be sure to treat you some bacon pizza. Yes, please. <laughs> if you had to remake one of your pins, which would it be and why? uh so um my mana potion my blue my blue magic potion i have the wrong back stamp (laughs) very literal reason (laughs) and um that's like the only reason i mean everything else like i like it for what it is i don't know Mm -hmm. i'm not very picky i'm like you know it it made it into the world and i will accept it for what it is i don't think there's much change i want (laughs) i like that that's good what do you think sets you apart from some of the other pin shops out there? Uh, there's a lot of good pin shops out there. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm just kind of like a conglomeration of like, I feel like other pin shops I've kind of followed and like got inspiration from. So, I mean, overall just, um, I don't know, it's like outdoor stuff. Just, I don't know, hopefully the people behind the brand, like, it's just so hard to say. I don't I don't really know. I'm like, I don't even know why we're here right now. <laughs> like why are you having me? Like it's an honor. So um Oh stop it. I think no, I said this before. Like, it's I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely you know they fall in love with like the 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 pin maker's story and, and your inspiration and a lot of the times your enthusiasm and your passion can be just very contagious. Um, and, and, you know, customers want to be part of that and they want to support that. And I have a feeling that's what they see in you. Uh, I was like, I "I don't know what to say. (laughs) I mean, we're all just here, like, just for, you know, kicks. So like, you know, just, I'm just glad that people enjoy like what we're creating and Mm -hmm. like having fun with it. That's pretty much all we can really offer. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're doing a, you're doing a good job and there's more than one reason why we're having you on as a guest on this podcast. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Uh, and I like to end the podcast by asking everyone this question because I feel like everyone has their own little things, whether it's walking into an old bookstore and it's that wonderful smell of all those old pages, Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe making it to the end of the week for their nightly pizza night with their friends what are the little things in life for you um i mean just just being here just being present like getting to go outside and getting some sunshine like i mean i feel like with the pandemic and everything like you get to appreciate what's around you because you can't really get too distracted if you Mm -hmm. turn off your phone that is but um yeah i mean just having this awesome conversation and meeting new people even in this virtual world like it's kind of crazy, like what we're all going through, but at least we're all going through it together. Right. So I think everyone kind of has that similar experience and it'll be something that we can relate to down the line for sure. But, um, just being able to appreciate the everyday, that's, that's what it is. That might be the best answer I've heard. 
That's very wholesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, Christy, you've made it to the end of the Pin Pals podcast. How do you feel? I'm alive. <laughs> I'm like, it oh, wasn't man. that bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't. This is great. No, I really, I really, really appreciate you like having me on. Like, especially, I feel like especially being such like a new maker. Like, I, I just, it's very intimidating to see like a lot of. I feel like a lot of the the people you've interviewed too have been in the game for a while. So it's like this is like a huge honor um, that you've had me on. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Of course. Like you said, we're all, you know, we're all just trying to do the same thing and get along. I think there's plenty of room for everyone uh, at this pin game table, whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it. Um, but definitely saw something in your pins and your brand. And I had to, like, poke around your brain. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm very inspired after our conversation. And hopefully all of our listeners are, too. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the floor. Tell the listeners where they can find you, kind of maybe what you have coming up in the future, any kind of links. Um, yeah. Uh, so you can find everything um, at expgained.com. Um, that's where pretty much all my my pins are. You can find me on Etsy, too, at expshopco, but um, that's just it's just there. But expgained is where everything is most up to date. Um, I'm on Instagram at EXP Gained, um, TikTok, I'm on EXP Gained. Um, yeah, that's all I was like, I don't want to let go of this handle. I somehow <laughs> got it. Um, but I just, I just want to thank, like, thank Eric again. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and just, it's awesome meeting new people virtually through this past year. It's kind of weird, mm -hmm. um, but it's been a great experience so far. So I can't wait to you know make more and have more to share and hopefully meet people like I think that's the biggest thing I just want to meet people <laughs> it's gonna be weird it's gonna be awkward because you know we've all been inside for like a year but it'll be yeah, great right? <laughs> it'll be great sorry I forget how how did hello I think I start off with hello I know, hi I know it's like handshake this is weird handshake <laughs> do we touch hands like yeah. is that even normal anymore like oh no sanitize like yeah it's, it's like yeah, it's Show me your Vax card first. I know. Show me your Vax we card. Can we can't out. talk until you have a Vax. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. Uh, it's gonna be weird, but it's gonna be great. Like I'm sure everyone's excited to get back out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And hopefully, you know, once this is all behind us, we'll find ourselves vending at AnimeCon or Patches and Pins or, yeah. or somewhere down the road. Washington is a beautiful state. I got the good fortune of going there during the pandemic. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I would love to uh, to go back. So if I'm ever in the area or you're ever in the New York, New Jersey area, we'll have to link up and get some bacon pizza. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Christy, once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. That's a wrap for this episode of Pin Pals. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that concludes another episode of Pin Pals. Episode eight in the books. How about that? I want to sincerely thank Christy for her time, knowledge, and expertise. Her insight was incredibly valuable, and I hope you guys feel the same way. Definitely take advantage of her discount code. I'm going to leave her shop and social links in the description or show notes, depending on however, wherever you're listening to this. If you guys have any feedback, comments, or questions about today's episode, please feel free to reach out to me directly. I would love the chance to talk to you guys. Uh, my email is thepinpalspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also hit us up via the DMs. Um, I'm the only one who checks that, at Podcast. Would love a chance, you know, like I said, to talk with you guys and figure out how to make this podcast even better.
If you want to support Pin Pals, there are a number of ways that you can do so. Uh, following and subscribing to the podcast wherever you're listening helps tremendously, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, YouTube, now that we're on there. Doing so sends positive signals to the algorithm gods, and I think it helps increase visibility. So that definitely helps. If you've done so already, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, like I talked about in the beginning of the episode, you can buy me a coffee, which is kind of like leaving a tip or a donation. Every dollar will get reinvested into the podcast in order to make it you know, the best pin podcast that I can try and, and possibly make it. I also added some small tiers so you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar every month. Uh, link will be in the show notes slash descriptions. Sharing the content with family and friends goes a long way, whether it's the podcast link, sharing our Instagram page or a post, maybe you're reposting some stuff. It all helps. Every bit counts. If you've been doing it, thank you. I know who you are. I see you. I appreciate you. You can also buy pins from the guests or my shop, Warrior Pins, and Apple Podcast listeners. You guys can help a ton by leaving a five-star rating. And if you feel compelled, maybe even a review. And if you do so, I will read it on the air just like this one. Who knew pins could be so fun? The host does such an awesome job of holding my attention and making enamel pins an engaging topic. <laughs> that was from my buddy Brett. Uh, thank you, Brett. I really appreciate that. I believe that covers everything. I'm Eric from Warrior Pins. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's the little things in life. I'll see you next week.